Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed. Glad to have you here. Welcome to the program. Another revelation just came out about Cassidy Hutchinson. We'll talk about that in a minute. Did Nancy Pelosi really go to the Vatican? Did she get communion? We'll talk about that as well. Bottom of the hour is going to be Tony Gonzalez, U.S. Representative, great state of Texas, Texas 23. His uh, his district uh, covers more of the border with Mexico than anybody else in the country. So he's got a lot of insight into the 53 now dead illegal aliens in the back of that uh, that tractor trailer. Humanity just was lost in the back of that trailer, and you barely hear a word about it from the big media and from big tech. It's not trending. Nobody's talking about it because it doesn't do anything for them politically. They don't care about those coming across the border illegally. They don't care unless it can somehow politically look, be looked at as a win for them. So, so we know that's, that's the story we'll get into with Tony Gonzalez at the bottom and a whole lot more on a Wednesday. Yes, indeed. Harry, how's it going? Great. Guy just uh, resubscribed on my Twitch channel, and he said he's only doing it because of Carrie. Oh, wasn't that nice? He might have met like Carrie Lake if we have her on a lot. Maybe, maybe like really? that. Really? Wow. You're really going to go there today? Going to go there? Sam in the house as well. So is Polo. Making it happen. Break it down. A little chair dance for you. Please don't. I, I am doing it, and the people enjoy it. And you need a chair dance for the third hour, too. Oh, you have, well, let's see what you got now. Nothing. Look at that. Whatever. We'll see what happens in the third hour. I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. No Bon Jovi. No, no. Harmony? All right, Hump to Bump, that is uh, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Invariably, somebody will send me an email. What is that song? What is that song there? And also, my theme song is Love Grenade by Ted Nugent, who, for some reason, can wake up and fart, and he'll trend on social media somehow. He was trending. I don't even know why. He was trending. Just, I have no clue why. I have no idea. So, um, Cassidy Hutchinson is somebody who used, to be, who used to be staff for Mark Meadows, who was the chief of staff for then-President Donald Trump. I guess she used to work for Cruz and everybody else. So she gave testimony in March. Did you know this? Gave testimony in yeah. March to the to the January 6th committee. Yes. I've seen some of that. It was videotaped, I believe. Right. right. So, so we have that. And um, Mike Davis, who was an insider in Washington, uh, we follow each other on Twitter. You can follow him at M-R-D-D-M-I-A. And uh, great information every single day. He calls out the big media every single day. And he just posted this on Twitter. He says, on March 7, 2022, former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified to the January 6th committee that former senior Justice Department official Jeff Clark strategized at the White House with Giuliani and top Trump campaign to object to election. He goes on to say, 100% false. They never met or communicated. This is, this is a major problem. I'll show you the actual uh, piece of, um, these are emails or something back and forth that he he gained um, access to. I'll just, I'll go, I'm going to read the highlighted part on these emails. If you're watching, I'm showing these on the screen as well. Questioner, do you know if Mr. Meadows was in touch with Jeff Clark? She says frequently. The question was, okay, do you know how that started or why it started with the purpose of it was? Her answer was, no, I just came, recognized Mr. Clark as somebody 
um, that was assisting the efforts with the ongoing election investigation litigation in the White House. Question, do you know if Mr. Clark was working with Mr. Giuliani and his team? Answer, Mr. Clark came to meetings that Mr. Giuliani was also in that also met meeting with Mark, Mr. Meadows. And I remember Mr. Clark's frequent presence and his frequent outreach and communication, but I don't remember specific meetings or know who he would have come um, with for what meeting. He was around a lot, around a lot of people all the time at a time when there was, I'm not trying to be vague, but there was a lot of people around and present and we're in and out of rooms. So, question, do you know what Mr. Clark, or were you present for any meetings between Mr. Clark and the president? Not in the room, no, she says. Back to it. But again, this is part of her answer. But again, just bringing it back to what I previously said, I don't know if it was Mr. Giuliani who had brought him, if it was Mr. Trump who had personally called him, like who had coordinated all these efforts. She's talking about Clark here. And who was in the room for these meetings. But I do remember he might have had a meeting with Mr. Trump or Mr. Trump and Mr. Clark having communications between Mr. Meadows and then involved in these conversations. Okay, the question is, and on that point, how would Mr. Meadows communicate with Jeff Clark? Do you know? Answer, like on cell phone or by snail mail. Question, sure. Cell phone, text messages, signal application. Answer, I've only known Mark Meadows to communicate with Mr. Clark on his official work phone and definitively his official work phone. Okay, and do you know what happened in the meetings between Jeff Clark and the president, or Mr. Meadows for that matter, and specifically I'm interested in learning why or what the president or Mr. Meadows might, uh, Mr. Meadows thought Mr. Clark could do in his role in the Department of Justice. So a lot of Clark talk, and she's talking about Clark. And let's go back to the original assertion by her. Question, do you know if Mr. Meadows was in touch with Jeff Clark? She says frequently. Question, okay, do you know how it started, why it started, what purpose it was? Answer, no, I just came, recognized Mr. Clark as somebody that was assisting the efforts of the ongoing election investigation litigation in the White House. Question, do you know if Mr. Clark was working with Mr. Giuliani and his team? Answer, Mr. Clark came to meetings that Mr. Giuliani was also in that also met meeting with Mark, Mr. Meadows. They've never met. They've never talked. They've never communicated, according to this guy, Mike Davis, who was in the know. Now, he says that the Washington Post has this, and they're not reporting it. There was an email between the Washington Post and another well-placed source, according to this Mike Davis guy, that outlined all of this, and the Washington Post knows that Ms. Hutchinson's testimony is not truthful. Why won't the Washington Post report it? That's a good question. They're not going to report it because it would stop places like the D.C. Examiner that is supposedly opposed to the Washington Post, it would stop them from writing these negative about Trump op-eds and editorials. This is the continuing game. There is information out there if you look for it. I don't know why Cassidy Hutchinson is not remembering correctly or is lying, one or the other, but what she said, much of it in March and now, has been refuted, questioned, or debunked completely. And very few people are saying anything. Very few, I mean, why would they? Because they're getting what they want. It makes Trump look like a nut job. While we have a guy in the White House who's got cognitive issues all day long in Joe Biden, we have to make Trump look bad because of how easily he would win in 2024. That's what we're talking about here. I wanted to update you. I'm not going to take any more calls on Cassidy um, um, Hutchinson. She's not that interesting, to be honest with you, and she's been refuted and debunked very easily. But I do want to get into this. Nancy Pelosi was denied communion from her archbishop in, um, in the Archdiocese where she is in San Francisco. 
other archbishops have denied her communion as well. So she goes to the Vatican. And Carrie, if you don't mind, tell us what happened there. Yep, from Reuters, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, who's banned from communion in her home city of San Francisco because she supports abortion rights, met Pope Francis on Wednesday and received the sacrament from a priest at a papal mass. A witness to the speaker, a Catholic who is visiting Rome, received communion from a priest in a section of St. Peter's Basilica during a papal mass on the feast of St. Peter and Paul. The Pope does not give communion himself at such ceremonies. A Vatican photo showed Pelosi and her husband Paul greeting the Pope briefly in the basilica before the mass began. Although Pelosi is barred from receiving it in San Francisco by the city's conservative archbishop, Salvador Cordiloni, as she regularly takes communion at a parish in Washington, D.C., where the archbishop of the U.S. Capital allows it. Francis has no control over who receives communion during papal masses, and it was not clear if he was aware that Pelosi was in the church. Anyone who wishes to take the sacrament merely approaches one of the dozens of priests who fan out through the huge basilica. But his decision to greet her separately before the start of the mass appeared to be the latest rebuke to conservative American bishops, who he says have politicized the issue of Catholic officeholders who oppose abortion personally but support abortion rights for others. Last month, Cordelioni issued an order against Pelosi, 82, taking communion in his archdiocese. Since then, at least three other conservative bishops have banned her from receiving communion in their diocese. What a cop-out that was. Um, He's saying that the American archbishops, the conservative archbishops, are politicizing it for those who personally are against abortion but support it for other people to have. Wait, What? I don't know that Nancy Pelosi has ever said, I'm against abortion. Has she? If she has, I have never seen that piece of video. I've never heard that piece of audio. So the allegation that she somehow personally, as a Catholic, is against abortion, but she's for it for everybody else, that's kind of nuts. Be like me saying, listen, I I am against murder. I am not going to do murder. But if you want to murder somebody, whatever. I'm fine with that. So, of course, that would be stupid. And please... The allegation that this Pope didn't know Nancy Pelosi was going to go to Mass and was going to get communion is, come on, that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Now, I, I was brought up Catholic, went to CCD, had my, my communion, my, my confirmation. I was a Catholic kid. I, I read in some of the Masses. But I decided when I found out about the sex scandal and that a church is worth billions of dollars that the Catholic Church is not for me. I'm a non-denominational Christian, but I have found that some Catholics have been overwhelmingly negative and rude when I say that I'm no longer Catholic, or that I today tweeted out that Pope Francis genuflected to Pelosi, which is exactly what he did. Take a breath. Understand that Catholic used to mean universal. It was a lowercase c. It just meant everybody who was Christian was Catholic. And then there were these factions that split off, and the Catholic Church became something uh, of itself with a capital C. I'm not against the Pope. In fact, in 1982, I went to uh, Vatican City, and Pope John Paul II gave the, uh, whatever the ceremony was, I think it was a Sunday morning, it might not have been, but he's out the window, and he's waving at people, and it was just great. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I'm not, I'm not against the Catholic Church. I'm just not a Catholic. But when you see something like this, as the most dyed-in-the-wool Catholic out there, when you see Nancy Pelosi getting a pass by Pope Francis himself, then going to Mass in Vatican City and getting communion, even though she is vehemently for aborting the unborn child, you got to question it. Look, I'm not telling you to don't be a, a Catholic. Be a Catholic. I don't care. God bless you. 
You know, as far as I'm concerned, you're my Christian brother or sister. But don't be so blinded by your religion that you can't see when something dumb is happening. This is dumb that the Pope would ever, you know he had to give, don't, don't tell me that he has no say who gets communion. He knew she was there. The entirety of the Vatican City knew that she was there. She walks up to go get communion and they give it to her. Don't tell me he didn't sign off on that. I don't believe you. And he's certainly not mad today. It's not like, Carrie, is there any part of that story where Pope Francis is like, I would not have had her get communion. This doesn't make any sense. This is horrible. She likes abortion. No. You're saying that didn't happen. That did not happen. So without a doubt, the leader of the Catholic Church has the right to say, you're not getting communion here today, Nance. But they didn't say that. And one wonders why. Oh, because he's loving and he's compassionate and he's not going to worry about politics. Abortion is not a political issue. Abortion is very cut and dried. You're pregnant, you kill it, you get rid of it, that's what happens. Either you agree with that or you don't agree with that. How is that politics? It's not. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts about the Pope basically giving a, a wink and a nod to Nancy Pelosi getting, uh, getting communion at the Vatican. If you want to call me and give me a hard time about not being a Catholic anymore, don't waste your time. I, I'm, I, I've already given you as much of my, my personal religious beliefs as I'm going to give you. It's none of your business. Um, if you are a Catholic, I support you. You're a Christian brother or sister of mine. But a lot of you are on this high horse and in this, in this stratosphere or platform of judgmentalism that I'm not going to play with. I'm not. I see what the Catholic Church does. doesn't work for me. It works for you. God bless you. But I do want to know specifically what you think about the archbishops here saying, no, you can't be for the, the killing of the unborn child and get communion, but yet Pope Francis allowing it to happen there. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. I appreciate you stopping by. Thanks a lot for being here. It's the Joe Pag Show. Lots going on. It'll be Tony Gonzalez at the bottom of the hour, the U.S. representative who uh, whose district includes where that, that semi was found with 53 people dead in the back the other day in San Antonio. It includes Laredo and it includes a lot of the border. Um, and we're going to talk all about that. What do we do about this now? We know that that what we find, what was found in the back of that trailer was caused by the policies of this president and this administration. And then you've got liberals like in San Antonio and elsewhere that just quietly go along with it. You know, we've got to prosecute the bad guys who had them in the back of the trailer. Why don't we talk about closing the border and saving lives that way? We could probably do something like that, don't you think? 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Let me tell you about Eden Pure. They got the thunderstorm. This is a great air purifier. Okay, It's got proven oxy technology. Quickly destroys viruses, odors, and mold, and more. It freshens your entire home. Gets rid of any odor like litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 250,000 thunderstorms have been sold so you know it works, and they smell great. It truly smells like the aftermath of a thunderstorm, and you're like, wow, that's fresh, that's clean. It's like nature cleaning everything, right? Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. It plugs right into the wall. Doesn't sit on the floor at all. Nearly silent. Great for use in bedrooms and elsewhere. And uh, again, we've got, I think, four of the units in my house now. And you know when there's a thunderstorm air purifier nearby because you've got that really fresh after a thunderstorm smell 
that is uh, taking up the entire area. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number three, to save $200 right now. Shipping is free as well. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. Save $200 on this um, this great thunderstorm air purifier right now. Let me go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It is going to be, uh, let's see here, line one will be Jim in Florida. Jim, what's up? Hello, Joe. Hi. It comes as no surprise. Hi. It comes as no surprise if Nancy Pelosi got a pass by the church for communion. They've always had two sets of rules for the elites. Uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul Archdiocese, where I once belonged, settled uh, for $210 million on cases against them for child abuse, and I didn't wasn't aware of any convictions in any of these cases. So, again, they've had two sets of rules uh, for the elite. Well, Jim, I appreciate that. You know, listen, I think there absolutely have been convictions. I could be wrong about them in front of me, but there have been convictions in those scandals. Um, but, yeah, the, the two-tier rule system and then the giving a pass to the, to the Pope by saying, well, he doesn't know who gets communion, has no say who gets communion. That's, that's, that's BS. It's not true. He's the leader of the church. He's the boss of the church. Of course, he could say you're not getting communion. In fact, he could excommunicate her or start the process. So the idea that he didn't know uh, that she was getting it is not true. Plus, a private meeting with Nancy Pelosi, who wants to rip more unborn children out of wombs. Come on, man. It doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't. Rick, Michigan, let's go. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. I just got a question. Isn't it the practice that if they go to confession, then they can, uh, if they're repenting and go to, or they get, uh, I don't know, the, the priest absolves them and they can take communion. No, um, I, there's no information that Nancy Pelosi went to confession. What do you know? Well, I don't know anything about it other than no. that that's, that's not the get. process, no. The process is not go to confession, then you get communion. Uh, you don't have to go to confession to get communion. I was a Catholic for a long time. There is no information that she went to confession and she certainly has not publicly said, hey, I don't want there to be more abortions. I have not heard her say that, and that's what the arch uh, the archbishop said that she had to say if she was going to be able to get communion again. Rich, Minnesota, let's go. Hey, well, the one guy started right off the bat. She's elite, and uh, so she gets a pass no matter what she says or does or believes in. And being the Democratic Party, I don't know if he's trying to be nice and or give it to her and then try to get more people into the congregation or the the church. Because it is falling down as far as uh, uh, people going to the Catholic Church nowadays. Rich, I hear you. I appreciate that. I don't think that there's a, there's a, a move to enroll more people in the Catholic Church. I just think that he it doesn't care that she's for abortion. I think that's a problem for me. Jim, very quickly, let's go. Yes, Joe, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Well, I, I've been at odds with, I'm very, very Catholic. I love my Catholic faith, and I've been at odds with this Pope for a long, long time. Yeah. So it doesn't really surprise me because he wouldn't meet with Trump. And then he met with Bernie Sanders. And as a great Rush Limbaugh said, the uh, Democratic Party bought off the Catholic Church years ago whenever they convinced them that uh, welfare was a form of charity. I got and, you, Jim. Well, Jim, I got to run. I appreciate that. I gave you all the time I could. I hear you. So Jim is a Catholic. We have Tracy, who's a Catholic I can't get to, uh, who also agrees that the Pope just isn't getting it right here. Uh, and I don't know why the Pope does this. Just take a stand. We, we're going li- to we're gonna make these babies you know, come to life and not kill them in the womb. And I'm not going to support Nancy Pelosi. Keep it here for Tony Gonzalez. Joe Pags.
Going to have Tony Gonzalez for you in a second here. Going to have Tony Gonzalez for you in a moment. Just got to get it queued up, get it ready to go for you. Appreciate you stopping by. Appreciate you being here. We've got a lot going on and a lot to get to. Uh, and talking to the representative who actually represents that area of Texas where these, these poor, unfortunate souls' lives were lost. Uh, very important to get this to you. So let's do that right now. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. He's District 23 Republican, the great state of Texas. He is actually the representative on the largest part of the border with Mexico in the United States here in Texas. It's Tony Gonzalez. Tony, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing okay, Pags. Thanks for having me back on. You're very welcome. You know, we keep on talking about these tragedies. We talked about Uvalde last time, which is still unfolding, still finding out information about that. And now we're talking about, we just added two more people's lives to those who have died. Um, in the back of a truck in San Antonio, where you know I'm based. And uh, Tony, I don't understand how this happens. You've got 100 people, human beings, real souls, in the back of a trailer when it's 100 degrees plus in San Antonio and even hotter down towards the border, and they're in the back of this truck until half of them die. Um, Do we know how this happens? Are they getting on the back of a tractor trailer in Mexico and then coming across the border somehow? Are they swimming across the Rio Grande, jumping in the tractor here? And what promises are made to them? We're losing precious lives because of Biden's um, um, policies, I believe. But do you know the actual mechanisms of how they're doing this by putting people in the back of a truck? Yeah, it's it's really all of the above, uh, depending on which case. In this case in particular, uh, we're still trying to find out at what point were uh, were these uh, illegal aliens in the truck? Was it before, like during their crossing? Was it afterwards? Uh, but it's very coordinated, and the horrific the horrific scenes have not ended for us. This is in my district, bags, and you know Uvalde's in my district. And I, a couple months ago, there was a National Guardsman that drowned in Eagle Pass, right. also in my district. Right. I mean, it's the the amount of death is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. So the the story is that. Very coordinated. The cartels knew when there was a shift change happening in, in the Laredo uh, checkpoint. They go through this checkpoint when it was essentially at the lowest point, and then uh, and then they make their way to San Antonio. Oftentimes, these cartels they have uh, they they have links, if you will. One guy is supposed to take them, let's say, from Laredo to San Antonio, okay. and then they swap out. Another person is supposed to take them, and then the next ring from San Antonio to Houston. It's a very coordinated cell system, but it's killing people every single day, and the Democrats don't seem to even blink an eye. Well, you and I have talked about this before. The real victims are those who are being brought here illegally. They're being lied to. There are magnets that the Biden administration put in place. That's the first problem. Second problem is they're being notified by their friends and neighbors through social media or whatever that you can make it to have a better life in America if you do these things, and Biden is welcoming you. And then they hook up with the cartel that's charging them upwards of $5,000 ahead, which people don't even have, who are coming from the Northern Triangle or from, from Mexico or even as far as Brazil, we're hearing about the Haitians coming from Brazil, and they're just being lied to the entire way. These, these drug cartels are making the money in human trafficking, sex trafficking, and drug trafficking. Tony, are they dumb enough that they aren't, that they, they aren't keeping in mind they've got to keep these people alive? I mean, it seems like they have no regard for human life. They're going to lose their next customers if they keep killing people. I mean, are, are they just, do they have that much of a disregard for human life? They do. It is pure evil, Pags, that is happening. 
You know, these cartels treat these people as if they are nothing more than a commodity, whether they're cattle or sheep. They, right. they, they simply do not care. You know, last night, uh, look, I, I've been pushing the administration. Many of us here in Congress have been pushing the administration, but we can't wait on the administration because if we do, we will constantly be waiting. So I've looked for ways. How do I go around them? How do I go under them? How do I go through them? So last night I had dinner with the president of Guatemala to try to go, hey, how do we solve this? Yeah. What are some of the problems? And Because in that trailer, there were seven Guatemalans, uh, uh, national national Guatemalans, and there could be others depending on they're, they're trying to identify some folks. Right. This is what, what was interesting. The president of Guatemala goes, look, if you don't prosecute, if the United States won't prosecute these, these terrible actors, I'm happy to prosecute them in, in Guatemala. And, and this president had a lot of reforms in there. And he goes, look, they'll get a minimum of 40 years. Extradite these people to Guatemala. It's it's such a backwards uh, 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 way of things. Uh, things are happening right now because of how weak the administration has been on crime. I mean, and it just encourages more. And people are dying. It's absolutely horrific. Last thing I'll say is my, my first responders have been through hell. You know, 60 firefighters were on the scene here in San Antonio. Yeah. Well, guess what? They're off the line. They need psychiatric uh, treatment because they've seen some horrific scenes that they can't unsee. This is happening every single day in my district. This is the second and third order effect of what's happening in this border crisis. Yeah, you know, we're seeing, well, I saw the pictures, the video, the live helicopter, you know, video that was happening. And you're pulling 50 people who are dead off mm-hmm. ahead of this trailer. You've got people going to the pediatric unit locally to try to get care. And so we know there were children who were involved. It's very yes. interesting to me that you talk to the president of Guatemala. First of all, I have to know, because I'm interested in this kind of thing, is it in English or Spanish? Are you having that conversation in Spanish? You know what? It's mostly in Spanish. Okay. You know, uh, it's some English, but it's mostly in Spanish, just mainly because he's more comfortable in Spanish. No, I, I, love, uh, I love the language. I wish I could speak it, to be honest with you. I can understand some of it, but I just find that interesting. Secondly, I, I, I made a false assumption that those in the Northern Triangle, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador, don't care. Um, I know that they get billions of dollars from us, and those billions are supposed to help them fix their economy and make more jobs for their own residents so that they're not heading north and taking a trek of 1,500 miles to try to get here to a better life. So you're telling me he does care, and you're telling me yeah, that oh, he, no. he will partner with us. If all yes. we do is we we round these people up uh, that are that are doing this, and he'll prosecute them. That's right. You know, Guatemala is actually a very conservative state. They're very pro-life. They're very uh, they have uh, relations with Taiwan. I mean, it is a very conservative state to the point where they're really being impacted by the administration. Yeah. The administration is almost punishing them, punishing them by not giving them resources because they're conservative. And, and look, the president's telling me, look, uh, next to next to him is Nicaragua. You know, there was just a report that the Russians are working with the Nicaraguans uh, on there. And ne- uh, around there is uh, Honduras. And Honduras is working with the Chinese. So the president of Guatemala is going, hey, Tony, like, I want American presence. Like, I, I want you to help us secure our border. The other thing that I thought was interesting is the president of Guatemala, they, they had put together – uh, kind of a roundtable with business owners to say, hey, look, we don't want your foreign investment. We want your, I mean, we want, we don't want your foreign aid. We want your foreign investment. Yes. And guess what? The administration put the thumb on that and they canceled that roundtable. 
So I'm starting to think here, like, why are they punishing Guatemala? If you really want to get to the root cause, like the vice president said, why all of a sudden are they, they punishing Guatemala simply because they're a conservative state and have a pro-life view of things? Uh, District 23 Republican, the great state of Texas, it's Tony Gonzalez, and I appreciate your time and the access. Guatemala is the first line of defense to stop people from getting into Mexico. Mexico was working with President Trump. The stay in Mexico policy worked. It seemed to make sense because people culturally were more like people in Mexico than they were like people here. Many come here, can't speak our language, aren't ready to go to work. They're, they're not doing it legally, so they have to uh, fly under the radar as it is. That seemed to be working, and it slowed down the, the flood of people coming across illegally, and more people were trying to get across legally. So, Tony, what's what's the game? I know that we often say it's about votes. The Democrats want more votes, and they assume those who are coming here illegally that they help will vote for them. Well, we just had a ruling in New York in the Supreme Court in New York two days ago that said if you're not a U.S. citizen, you're not allowed to vote. In New York, they were letting uh, non-U.S. citizens vote. In California, they were doing the same thing. So what's the game? Do you think that the administration is trying to fast-track people to citizenship who come here illegally so they can get the, the votes. They don't care about the people, Tony, and here's why I say this. We're still talking about Uvalde more than a month later, and we should yeah. be. 21 dead people, uh, 21 dead innocent people. Sure. This story of 53 dead human beings in the back of a semi yesterday was the yes. fourth story that got about 30, 30 to 45 seconds of the national news. They don't yes. care about these dead immigrants. So what's the game? Is it all about votes and power? No, you're on to something there, Pags. It, 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 I suspect that they have given up on immigration. They have given up on legal immigration, and they've just allowed illegal immigration to take hold. If you look at the political aspect of it, they're losing that, too. I mean, Hispanics, uh, you know, Mexican-Americans, Cuban-Americans, they're, they're becoming Republicans faster than ever, right, because of those conservative values, because the Democratic Party has taken this hard-left socialist turn that is anti uh, law and order is anti-immigrant uh, in a lot of ways. So, so they, they, they're it, it isn't a political. They're going to lose that political battle as right. long as we keep saying the facts. But it really is this: is in the House we've got 32 members on the Democratic side that are retiring. What does that tell me? They have given up, Pags. Yeah. And in the Senate, you know, I was talking to to uh, to one of the senators there. I won't say any names, but he essentially goes that the, the Senate Democrats have a, have abandoned immigration reform. What does that mean? That means it's open season for the administration to just have that open border policy. But what they don't realize is this is dangerous. It is killing people. Uh, once again, in Guatemala last night, you know, the president told me, hey, Tony, in the last few weeks, we apprehended six people from, from Afghanistan. I mean, he's going down the list, but Afghanistan is what caught my eye. Because if you remember, when this administration uh, you know, abandoned Afghanistan. And then a few days later, we had 13 Americans killed. Well, guess where that suicide bomber came from? He came from a prison in Afghanistan. So, I mean, it's just really dangerous. What worries me is we're talking about, you know, 53 dead migrants today, which is horrible. But what if we, what if, what, what if in the headlines tomorrow is hundreds of Americans were killed? This is the part that all parties should come together and go, this, this has to stop before well, I, Americans get killed. 
I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, District 23 Republican, great state of Texas, Tony Gonzalez. His district is the longest, uh, is the largest district on the border with Mexico. And I'm glad that you had dinner with the Guatemalan president. I'm glad to hear that they're a conservative state and they want to do yes. something to stop criminals. Um, I love seeing Mata Flores winning in South Texas. A, yes. a, a, a young lady who was born in Mexico, proud to be an American, came over when she was six legally. And she's just being battered by the left because they they can't handle it. But you're right. Sure. You said that, that Hispanics are becoming more Republican. Maybe they're voting more Republican, but Hispanics have always been conservative. Always. Right. That's right. I grew up in South Florida. These people are like me. They're Christian. They believe in family values. They're against abortion. You know, uh, uh, the family unit really means something. Go to church every Sunday. So they're realizing that they were voting for the wrong people, and I can appreciate that. But let me ask you this. Just politically speak, I'm not a politician. Uh, politically speaking, why doesn't Joe Biden or whoever's running the White House, why don't they just go back to the Trump policies and take credit for it themselves? Because they're taking a bath on immigration right now. They're taking a bath on the economy. They're taking a bath on everything. They, his numbers are ridiculously low, and there's going to be a big turnover in November. Why not, with a wink and a nod, say, hey, we're going to go back to stay in Mexico, and, and Title 42 makes a lot of sense, and we're going to finish that wall because Joe Biden had a great idea to finish the wall. Take credit for it. Then they can stop this from going on. Why don't they do that for at least a political win right now? I think that's exactly what you're going to see happen. And, really? and honestly, I've used I've used my voice. Uh, you know, I had a I had a meeting with with uh, with with some of the administration today, and I offered some solutions. And guess what? Some of those solutions were Trump policies that they did away with. Right. I'm like, look, if you if you reinstate the Pacer program, this this you reinstate the Pacer program. You, you add immigration judges to the equation. And, and oh, by the way, 95% of immigration cases do not qualify for asylum. And then you, you repatriate these people, meaning you fly them back to their country of origin. We're flying them all over the United States. Right. Don't fly them in, inward, fly them outward, fly them back to the country of origin. You do those things and this goes away. Call it whatever you want to call it. You know, Have whatever plan you need to have. But if you don't, the deaths aren't going to stop. I mean, we're in June. We right. haven't even gotten to the heart, the hottest part of the year yet. The other sad part thing, too, uh, Pags, is people are dying every single day. These truckloads, people are dying in these truckloads. And guess what's happening to those people? They're getting thrown on the side of the – they're just getting left there. Not every not every uh, uh, case gets heard. Not every case right. gets, gets attention. This is happening every single day, and the Biden administration is going to be forced – to act. And, and you're right. They need to implement some of these Trump policies that work. Bottom line is they work. And call them Biden build back better border policies. I don't <laughs> care what they call it. They just just go back to safety and security. And, and that also means for those who are illegally coming here. And, and Tony, I've got to ask you once again about the media coverage, the social media coverage. Yesterday, you had this Cassie person show up and just lie her face off in front of the January 6th committee. That was the top story on every newscast nationally last night. It was the top trend uh, on every social media site for the entire day, if not more than a day. And again, never once did a trend that 50, it was 51 that we knew of yesterday, that 50 plus uh, human beings died in the back of a sweltering hot semi truck. Let me ask you this. What do you think the news media would have done had they been shot? Those 53, not, not dead in the back of a trailer where they don't care about these people had been shot. Suddenly we'd be banning guns again, right? So we're not going to ban illegal immigration or ban cartels from trucking human lives in and killing them on the way. And we ignored the story. So just, just give me your general thoughts on how horrible it is that the big media that can do better, social media that should do better, didn't pay any attention to this at all, and more than twice as many died yesterday than died in Uvalde. 
Yeah, bottom line is if it if it doesn't fit the liberal media narrative, it doesn't get coverage, yeah. regardless of the carnage, regardless of anything else on there. But I think that's where it's important that we we highlight it. We push the facts. We push the details. You 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 you, you put it in their face. You know, why isn't anyone, uh, you know, holding hearings on what is happening? Why aren't we protesting? Why aren't we having these these conversations on there, too? But but the other part of it, too, is regardless of what they're playing, the, the five dollar gasoline hasn't gone away. The supply right. chain issues haven't gone away. People can't get formula. You know, I took my kids. We had a barbecue this weekend and we went to we went to H-E-B, we, we went to a store. It wasn't actually we went to Walmart yeah. and there was some we, we, there wasn't formula on the shelves there. What I, what I get at is while they're having these games up here with January 6, people, real people are having real problems. And my district, sadly, has been at the forefront of this. You know, from the Uvalde, from the Uvalde shooting to these 53 migrants, that number is going to rise being found cooked alive. I mean, they're tortured, essentially, in the back of this truck to the drownings in Eagle Pass daily. It hasn't stopped. And it's not only my district, it's everywhere along the border. It's all over America. You know, there's just a report that DHS is, is at least a, a property in, in North Carolina, right, to house these migrants. Wow. Every state in America has become a border state, and that's what's going to cause the Democrats th- this election. But Republicans, we got to be ready. On day one, we got to be ready to implement our policies. Not enough with the just blaming them for everything. We got to be ready to go on day one to go. We know, we know what America looks like with a Democratic policy. This is what America needs to look like with a conservative Republican policy going forward. You're 100% right. You've got to be ready day one. I appreciate what you do for the border. I appreciate what you do for your district, for Texas, and for the United States. It is uh, Tony Gonzalez. He's U.S. Representative, District 23 Republican, great state of Texas. Tony, stay on these stories and, and come back on as often as you want. People really enjoy getting it straight from you because we're just yeah. getting BS from the media. So thank you for, for shooting straight, and thank you for all you do. Thanks, Pags. Anytime. Take care. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. I appreciate Representative Tony Gonzalez coming on as usual, giving great information, insight that you're not getting anywhere else. We've got to find out exactly what it's going to take to stop the drug cartels from profiting off the deaths of people in the back of tractor trailers. And I'm so sick and tired of these mealy-mouthed local politicians, state politicians, U.S. politicians who are doing nothing. Tony's trying to get something done. Keep it here. A lot more to come, including campus reform on The Joe Pag Show. Joe Pag Show.